we're going to have a conversation here. Words have meanings. We've talked about this before, right? There are lots of words that we use in ways that don't necessarily match their meanings. I mean, tyrant, communist, fascist, dictator. We throw those words around all the time without really understanding why we're misusing them grossly in some cases. But it goes beyond just politics. TikTok, uh, I'm not on TikTok, but so many people are. It's really become a gathering spot for, well, for millions and millions of people, many of them young. And all kinds of trends just emerge and take off. And, you know, we start to have community thinking in certain ways because of what they see on TikTok. Now, there's a whole bunch of stuff. And one of the ones that's really got a lot of people's attention is dating advice. There's a lot of dating advice in TikTok, which obviously is is craziness. But people go there and they're there and they see this. And there's something called red flags, which are kind of funny if you think about it. Here's some red flags in the dating advice categories on TikTok. A man not paying for the date. That's a red flag. Moving too fast. Not moving fast enough. Not being affectionate. Being too affectionate. You get the idea. There's also a bunch of talk on there about narcissists. And again, red flags. Things to watch out for. Professionals actually say it's led to a tendency for people to chalk up any and all bad relationships to, oh, my partner's a narcissist. That's what it is. It's a common complaint. They're hearing it more and more often all the time. Again, words have meanings. It's highly unlikely that you're actually dating or married to a narcissist. Maybe a jerk, but a narcissist has a specific definition. Let's get into exactly why you're probably not involved with a narcissist. You might be, but probably not. We're going to chat with Matthew Johnson, professor of family science at the University of Alberta, studies relationships. Matthew, thanks for joining us. I appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Shay. Let's just start with, I mean, the obvious here. I guess we need to say this. Red flags on TikTok, uh, we can't use those to accurately diagnose things like narcissistic personality disorder, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely not. TikTok is good for entertainment, um, terrible for advice in general. <laughs> now, if, if and, and I, I've spoken to some people that I actually work with who say they started thinking that they're their partner was a narcissist. Let's talk about that first of all. What is narcissism? That word gets thrown around a lot. How do we define it? Yeah, so narcissism is just a general tendency to view the self as important and be, you know, somewhat self-absorbed. So narcissism is a personality characteristic that everyone has to some degree. Some people almost not at all. Mm-hmm. Other people, an unreasonable amount. So in its extreme forms, we can get uh, a personality disorder where someone's overly um, absorbed with themselves. They have an unreasonably high sense of self-importance. Um, they want to be recognized as superior. They look down on other people. It's pervasive throughout their life and critically with uh, personality disorders is that it has caused them um, significant problems throughout their life. Okay, so, now, uh, how yeah, common is it? Like, how many people is, can we say one out of a hundred, one out of a thousand, one of a million? Yeah, you know, I was just, I was doing my homework for this because <laughs> I'm not a personality psychologist. I'm a relationships person, but of course, personality plays into it. Yeah, yeah. And I was just reviewing an article that estimated about 1% of the population could have narcissistic personality okay. disorder, that strikes me as somewhat high. I think true personality disorders are pretty rare. Gotcha. Okay. So, but you make a good point, you know, in terms of narcissism and your work as a relationship therapist, a lot of the things that you talk about being, uh, you know, key 
components of a narcissistic personality disorder. Some of us just have them to certain degrees and they do cause problems in relationships, right? So you can see how the leap might be made. Yeah. So this it's interesting. So if you view yourself as being, you know, my thoughts, my feelings, my opinions are important. I should be respected. So in a relationship, what would that, you know, lead you to do? It would lead you potentially, you know, to stand up for yourself, to expect that you're going to be treated well by a partner. Um, those are good things. And there's actually some evidence out there that so-called uh, normal narcissism, which is narcissism in a, you know, moderate amount where you do have a positive view of yourself can actually be beneficial. So normal narcissists, they tend to have um, higher self-esteem. So they think of themselves as capable and competent individuals. And so it leads to all sorts of behaviors, taking care of themselves, um, expecting, you know, good treatment in their relationships that results in actually some good outcomes. So normal narcissists have pretty good relationships in the end. It leads them to expect to be respected, which creates a pretty good environment for a relationship. Of course, high extreme levels of narcissism, not a good thing. Nobody wants to be, um, you know, partnered with someone who's overly preoccupied with themselves. But quite frankly, any extreme personality trait is going to be hard to stomach. I mean, being partnered with an extreme extrovert, someone who can't do without social contact or someone who's extremely agreeable and who never stands up for themselves and just goes along with the crowd all the time. Those are all difficult things to deal with. I think you're right. And, you know, some of the components that go to the narcissistic personality, whether that your partner is a narcissist or not, um, does it really matter? I mean, why, why do we have to leap to the narcissist? Maybe it's just, I think if you're in a relationship where you're having difficulties and the communication isn't working, of course you're going to think the person is completely self-absorbed and doesn't care about you. I mean, that's what happens. Yeah. So I have a hunch, and it's just a hunch I'll throw out there. Okay. I think this you know, trend on narcissism. One, it's been in the broader conversation over the last few years with political leaders and things that I don't want to get into. So I think it's in the consciousness about narcissism. But I think in relationships, when they're going badly, one of the dynamics that becomes really common is defensiveness. You know, your partner has a grievance, things aren't going well. And we see couples when they're distressed, both partners immediately jump to all the reasons they shouldn't be blamed for it. Well, defensiveness is really a focus on the self and an alleviation of any guilt or blame in, you know, the hardship that's going on in that relationship. So we might like, as people become more defensive in their partnership, it probably looks like self-absorption. It looks like narcissism. So there may be, the last things that people are left with before a breakup and could leave kind of a lasting impression. So can you short circuit it before it gets to that point where everybody's calling each other a narcissist? I mean, it sounds like the lines of communication need to get reestablished. Yeah. I mean, I think pulling back, I mean, defensiveness, it never works. (laughs) Um, I can't think, I mean, very rarely have I ever heard of like, you know, your partner has a grievance against you 
and you jump to defend yourself and they say, oh, okay, yeah, absolutely right. Like, it just doesn't work that way because defensiveness is really saying the problem's not me, the problem is you. Mm -hmm. Um, So the antidote to that, it's really simple. Sorry, I screwed up. I made a mistake owning it. Like, that's it takes a lot of internal fortitude and self-control to do that, but it's a relatively, you know, simple fix. Um, I think another piece of this that is um, important to recognize is that we're actually terrible judges of our partner's character because we are so um, motivated to view our partners in certain ways. And when relationships are going well, yes. we we inflate uh, the qualities of our partner. You know, they're especially humorous intelligent, easy to get along with. The flip side of that is also true. When relationships go wrong, we devalue the heck out of our partners. And, you know, they can't do anything wrong. And they're the most boring person to be around. And, you know, every flaw is exaggerated. So recognizing, especially after a relationship has ended, the way you remember it is adaptive in the sense that it's going to keep you from going back to potentially a bad situation, but it's probably not actually reflective of their character. Makes perfect sense though, right? I mean, you, you sort of, it's the lens that you're looking at everything through, but I think you make a good point in terms of um, the recognition of, hey, wait a minute, maybe what's my part in this? And you can sort of, like I said, short circuit all this before you get to that point. I mean, you can yeah. use this, hey, if you're starting to think that some of the things that you're seeing apply, what's your role in it and start over from there? Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. Thank you so much for being with us today, Matthew. I appreciate your time. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.